This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. football today dfs it's tuesday it's 10 30 so you know what it means right it means our early look at week 13 and a quick look back at the end of the show uh as to week 12 but i gotta start with this so meg i almost like i almost won a lot of money i ended up winning like hundreds of dollars instead of thousands and it was due in part because of the texans game not going to overtime when the ball hit the crossbar. I really needed that overtime with Stroud and Nico Collins and Tank Dell and Ridley and Kirk on the other side in various lineups. And I also didn't need the Eagles game to go to overtime because I didn't have any Jalen Hurts, and that ended up hurting me. So just like game of inches, right? But I want to say this. We had a good week. We had had good picks. I mean, the Tuesday show was great. The game-by-game preview was Mm -hmm. great. But real quick, before we get into this week 13 slate, your brother, who my understanding is he works with you and and does the fanspeak.com website with you. It's a best ball site, among other things. You guys have picks and, you know, betting picks and all kinds of DFS content as well. He was a big winner this week, right? Give him a shout out real quick. He was. Yeah, I'm here at my family's house, you know, visiting family for Thanksgiving. So I watched the the games with my family Thursday. He hit for 7,000 on on Thanksgiving. A lot of things we talked about just load up on those Cowboys, right? And then Sunday. Day, he he just loads up on the Texans game early only, but he got the right pivots in like Friermuth and um, mm. Pittman and those type of things and hit for 50000 in the big $15 1 p.m. only. So, yeah, oh, really amazing. excited. It had a, like a $70,000 early only slate. We talk about short slates all the time. He got to live in a world without the Eagles, um, e- the Eagles game. So, you know, I think that's something really important to talk about because we talk about it all the time. It's nice to do those short slates and uh, he pay- it paid off big time for him. Yeah, I did the main slate, but I did a lot of early only and afternoon only. And honestly, those were my I I did okay on the main slate, but my best hits were afternoon only and early only. So, again, I implore you. Congratulations to your brother. What's his name again? Steve. Yeah, Steve. Steve Schaub. Uh, That's that's amazing. And by the way, speaking of winners, our FFT DFS winner from week 12 from the Sunday slate was Chase G513. I almost won that. I ended up finishing fifth. I was in first for a long time, but Chase G had Gabe Davis and, you know, like overtime really ended up helping him out. And our Thursday winner, we're not going to look at his lineup. We're going to look at Chase's at the end of the show. A Reed 21, he won our Thanksgiving contest. So uh, congratulations to both of you. Now this 10 game slate, Meg, we have, again, 10 games, 7 at 1 o'clock, speaking of early slate, 3 at 4 o'clock, 4.05, 4.25. Just so everybody knows, the, the 4 o'clock games, the 3 are Broncos, Texans, 49ers, 49ers Eagles, Browns, Rams. 
Um, I do want to point out before we look at QBs, a couple things. One is week 13 buys. There's quite a few. We got the Bills, the Bears, the Raiders, Vikings, Giants, and Ravens, six teams on a buy. The other thing is I think we do need to monitor the weather because along the East Coast, it looks like it's going to be very rainy this weekend, specifically mm. on Sunday. Now we're five days out, but it's something to keep an eye on. It probably won't be too dramatic at every game, but Right now, the, the whole East Coast is looking like rain is going to be likely. I will point this out, Meg. We have three dome games on Sunday. Oh. Lions, Saints, Broncos, Texans, Browns, Rams. When we get to this time of year, you always want to look at the good game conditions. And certainly being in a dome or typically being in South Florida without rain or wind, that's usually going to be very helpful. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Anything else to say, Meg, before we get to the to the QBs? No, I think that's a great point about this time of year. You just paying attention to weather. I didn't realize the Eagles Bills game was going to be so rainy. Obviously, they still put up a ton of points, but just paying attention to yeah. weather is important in late November, December. Right. And by the way, looking at totals is a really good indicator of how much mm -hmm. the weather is going to impact things. If you're worried about rain and you're worried about wind and it's Sunday morning and you're, and you're doing your lineups, just know that the sports books know what the weather is going to be like as well. So if, if a line drops from like 49 to 47 and a half, Probably not a huge deal, something to maybe take a look at. But if a line drops like three points because of wind, like rain or any type of weather, snow, that's when you got to start paying attention. Like, all right, well, maybe this thing is going to start sliding down even more. Right. Um, real quick before we get to QBs, Meg, that the high totals that I saw, Dolphins at Commanders, our Commanders, 50 mm -hmm. and a half. Lions at Saints, 46 point total. Broncos at Texans, again, that's that dome environment that we talked about, as is Lions Saints. Uh, Broncos, Texans, 46 and a half. And 49ers, Eagles, 47. If you could pinpoint two games to pick before we get to QBs, what, what two games would they be? That's pretty easy for me. And one is 1 p.m. only that you could apply to, and one is 4 p.m. only. And that would be, of course, the Dolphins, Commanders, and then the 49ers, Eagles. That rematch is going to be a fun one to watch. And I think it, we could see a lot of points there. Yeah, I think so, too. I think a couple of sneaky games are those other two. Maybe they're not sneaky because the totals are relatively high, but Lions Saints, you know, there's going to be a lot of cheap pieces in that Saints game with all the injuries. Now there's expensive pieces too, like Alvin Kamara's 8,400, but with Olave probably out, with Rashid Shahid probably out, with Michael Thomas, we know he's going to be out. I think you can maybe, if you can pick the right guys, I think you can maybe um, really hit big in that game. And then Broncos Texans, it's not a sexy matchup anytime you're thinking of the Broncos, but the Broncos defense showed some issues. I mean, I, I thought that the Browns were able to move the ball a little easier than I thought. They turned the ball over and there were some issues there. But I think at, at Houston, that game could be interesting because you're going to have a lot of cheap pieces, especially on the Denver side mm -hmm. uh, there. Everybody hit the like button if you could. Let's jump right into QBs. Um, I, I think there's not as many QBs that I love on this slate, which is not a bad thing by any means. I look at the top, and obviously we see Jalen Hurts. We see C.J. Stroud. Listen, I was big on C.J. Stroud last week. His price has gone up even more, which is which is a little tough, to be honest with you. But then I see guys like Tua, who seem like very reasonably priced at 7900 again, against Washington. Jared Goff looks pretty interesting to me at 6500 And then beyond that, we're, we're, we'll, we'll be talking about, like, 6,200 Sam Howell. I think all of those guys are really in play 6K and above, but there's plenty of guys here. Uh, Meg, who, are you, who do you have your eyes on, let's say 6K and above? Yeah, 6K and above, I would say from those games I mentioned, it's probably those four quarterbacks, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. You've got Hertz high and then Purdy down low right at, it looks like 6K, 6'1", and then 
of course, Tua going against that Washington defense is just has been a, a print fest all, all season to target the Washington secondary and the Washington defense. So Tua for sure. And then how in a ne- likely negative game script and the, the amount that the, you know, I, I believe he hasn't passed less than 40 times since, you know, only a handful of times a season has he passed, passed less than 40 times. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I love I love all that. You were just talking about Sam Howell, right? Yes, Sam Howell. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and just just for the record, I actually had a prop that I gave out on Sportsline. I had his his passing attempts total at over 39 and a half. It actually went down to 38 and a half like hmm, later in I'm the surprised. week, which is curious because like Meg said, he's been over 40 in now 6 games in a row and I believe 8 out of his last 9. And this is the this is the game script for him. <laughs> you know, the problem with Sam Howell is you do have to pick because it is an Eric Bieniemy offense and he spreads it around. So you kind of have to pick right on which receiving options, but honestly there's only a few that I'd even consider. Let me ask you before we get to lower price quarterbacks. I mean, would it be cuz keep in mind price and we'll get to price in a second, but Curtis Samuel, guys like Jahan Dotson are usually lower priced and then you got McLaurin usually in the mid 5k range. Curtis Samuel seems like the best option to me, right? Right. I mean, he really popped off on Thanksgiving and just soaking up so many targets. So you could certainly go back to that. I mean, unfortunately, like you said, I think any of those three could be the one you want. Um, But yeah, maybe just going on the cheap brand makes sense. Yeah. And by the way, Samuel would be a good run back option, too, if you're trying to go like to a Tyreek. And honestly, a Tua, especially I would say early slate and main slate. I I think if you go to a Waddle and Tyreek Hill Mm -hmm. uh, and run it back with maybe one one commander, maybe Mm -hmm. two if if you really want to. But I I think both. Listen, Tua is going to be able to do whatever he wants. So I don't know that he's going to need to force feed Tyreek Hill. I think both of them could get in the end zone one or two times, and both of them could be 100-plus yards like we saw last week. So um, double-stacking Tua, it's expensive, but it's definitely in play. Any cheap quarterbacks you're interested in here? Like, I probably won't be on Brock Purdy, although I think against Philly, he makes a lot of sense. So maybe I'm, I'm going to actually just turn that around. I think I might <laughs> be on Brock Purdy. Um, Russell Wilson at 5,700. He's showing some rushing equity too, which I absolutely love. Those are two. Those are two of the... Kind of lower options. I think Gardner Minshew was interesting. I think Bailey Zappi at sub 5K because of the matchup isn't absolutely terrible. As we scroll down here, thanks to Nada, he <laughs> plays the Chargers and it's at New England and it's Bailey Zappi's only time, I'm assuming he's starting, to really show out and prove himself. Pretty good matchup to prove yourself. So um, those are some cheap options. But in terms of sub 6K, Meg, anybody you have your eye on. I like those cheap options you mentioned, um, especially you've got Minshew in against the pass funnel defense in Tennessee. I I think my favorite one, though, down low, it sounds weird to say, but Kenny Pickett, he didn't get yeah. the touchdowns. But with the new like offensive it. coordinator, he threw for almost 300 yards and his completion percentage was, I believe, 72 percent. So we saw an improvement. If we get the touchdowns, too, I think at that price, that's pretty interesting. There's a lot of Steelers that are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, including both running backs. I thought Jalen Warren was going to get a little bit more run than Najee Harris last week. I was wrong about that. But I think, and they're, they're priced similarly, as we're going to see in a couple minutes. I think Warren and Najee Harris could be great. I think Kenny Pickett at 5,100 mm-hmm. can really pay off his price tag. And we know Pat Fryermuth is all of a sudden really involved in this offense. So I think it's just a simple stack with Kenny Pickett and... Uh, and Fryermuth makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then, you know, you don't necessarily need to have a runback option in that game, but there's certainly plenty to consider uh, right. on the Arizona side. Uh, all right, that's quarterbacks. So before we jump over to running backs, uh, let's hear a message from our partners. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. By the way, big thank you to the chat for just really being here at 1030 on a Tuesday morning. If you have any plays that we just skipped over, because we do this show in about 25 minutes, it, it may, maybe 28 minutes tops. If there's any plays that we skipped over that you're like, hey, you missed this one. This is a really good play, too, or you think it's a good play. Go ahead and throw it in the chat and we'll give you a shout out. Um, very, very happy to do that. This is really kind of an appetizer show. It's really to set up the main slate, and it's obviously we're doing it really early. We have our game-by-game preview on Friday at 11 o'clock, as everybody knows. But I got to be honest, Meg. Over the last couple of weeks, we've really been hitting this on Tuesday. We've really been like kind of narrowing our field on Tuesday. And honestly, one of my best lineups was a placeholder lineup that I forgot to change that I put in on Tuesday. No joke. It was a $12 lineup into like a 3,900-person contest. It finished 10th. It literally finished 10th. And it was for, and if that game had gone to overtime, I would have I probably finished second or third because I had Stroud, I had Nico Collins, and I had Calvin Ridley, of all people, in, in that um, in that run back. It was, it was crazy. So anyway, this Tuesday option or this Tuesday show, uh, it's really been really been good to us. Let's talk about some Absolutely. running backs who may be good to us in week 13. At the top of the board, I think, listen, Christian McCaffrey, he's always a good option. Not the best matchup, but we know we know Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy. They're going to find McCaffrey in space. So I don't hate it. This might be the week where I I, I ease off it maybe a little bit. Alvin Kamara, I think, is going to be popular at 8,200 because all the receiving options are so depleted. It makes sense for him to run the ball, but also get peppered with targets. Mm -hmm. And we're in must-win territory for anybody in the NFC South. So, I mean, they're going to be throwing everything. Kamara should get a a, a ton of work. Uh, Mostert, I'm not super interested in. Jeff Wilson's going to impact there. we got to keep an eye on Devin Achan. Uh, Kyron Williams, I don't mind chasing those points. Like, he's the dude. Even though Royce Freeman got some carries – Kyron Williams looked really, really good. And this Cleveland defense, honestly, not super intimidating from a rush defense standpoint, in my opinion. So at the top of the board, I think those are the guys I'm interested in. How about you, Meg? I will say, and we'll get to it in, when we get to receiver, that I see myself and paying down a little bit more at running back. So I don't know how much I'll get to the top of this board. Of course, if I can get to the top of the board, I'm going to try to get to McCaffrey. I mean, and then you made the great point about Kamar being involved in the receiving game. So if I'm going to get to the top of the board, McCaffrey and Kamar are the top priorities. I will say though, if you don't play a to a stack, an interesting thing, and obviously check the news about a chain and see the situation. But if you don't play a two a stack, Playing most air, it makes a ton of sense because the reason a Tua stack wouldn't get there is because of a couple, you know, touchdowns on the ground for the Dolphins. Yeah, and I'll say this, and we'll get to it when we get to the 4K range, but Jeff Wilson got a decent amount of work, and I don't mm-hmm. think he looked terrible last week. So if you want price relief because you, right. 
they're playing the, these top stacks and, and top receivers like Meg is, is probably going to do. A guy like Jeff Wilson could absolutely, in a blowout potentially, uh, sneak inside the end zone and maybe even pile up, just like he did last week, you know, 50, 60 total yards. So that's definitely somebody to consider. Let's scroll down a little bit. I mean, Derrick Henry... I don't think I'm, I was in on him huge. I mean, he was lock button for me last week. Yeah. This is also a good matchup for him. I don't think I'm going to be in on him at 6,800. I'll probably find other options. I don't think I'm going to be in on Bajan Robinson, but I don't hate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Montgomery and J- um, Jameer Gibbs are really interesting to me, mm-hmm. Megan. I want to ask you, I, I almost want to, like, first of all, David Montgomery is who I was on on the Thanksgiving slate, and that worked out. I, I had zero Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. I think I might do that same thing this week against New Orleans, play some David Montgomery and probably no Jameer Gibbs. What do you think of those two? I'm leaning into that too, or that idea too. I think you could play either Detroit running back, but if Detroit can get a lead, I think it would be more David Montgomery. Obviously, I think he should get more of the goal line work. So I think David Montgomery would be the Lions running back. I do have a little interest in Henry and Bijan, but I, again, I, I I really think I don't know how much I'll be able to get there. So I'd say those three, Henry, Bijan, and Montgomery would be my three targets in this area. But again, it's all a matter of how often I can get to that range. Uwe2k says, CMC and Kyron, all you need, <laughs> but White is still too cheap. Love him. And he's, of course, referring to Rashad White at home against Carolina. Obviously a good matchup there. A pass catcher, a runner, the primary mm-hmm. runner in a big way. He's 6,300. And, and Uwe2k is right. Um, he is too cheap. He was 6,100 last week. That was too cheap. 6,300 at home against Carolina. Uh, absolutely love that one. Like Personally, w- when it comes to the CMC and Kyron talk, like that's easy to say, but when you look at the receivers and the stacks that you might want, it's probably hard, like Meg suggested, to get to both CMC and Kyron Williams. Not that you can't do it, but I think it's hard to do that. So I think Rashad White is pretty good salary relief given his workload. And speaking of workload, let's go down to that 5,800 range because we got Ramondre Stevenson who looks like he is going to be the workhorse. We don't really need to worry about Ezekiel Elliott too much in terms of really getting, like, let's say, 40% of the touches. Ramondre Stevenson had a lot of touches uh, in the passing game, but particularly with the rush attempts, and he gets the Los Angeles Chargers. So I, I think this is a great setup. Um, at I, I might have said uh, 5,800. He was 5,800 last week. He's 6,000 this week. I like him as a, a somewhat cheaper option. I think Jerome Ford at the Rams at 5,500 is, is interesting. Jalen Warren, I mentioned. I might be on him this week just because most people will probably take the cheaper Najee Harris. I'd probably just like to coin flip it and be a little contrarian with the guy who didn't do as well the week before. What about in sort of this range or even maybe some of the cheaper options that you like, Meg? I really, really like Ramondre at that price because it's still too cheap for that role and against the Chargers, right? So I like I think Ramondre is my favorite. And yeah, pick your favorite Steelers running back, you know, pay attention to ownership projections. And and you know, I would I'm definitely interested in the Steelers running back situation. And I will be looking at at I would never put both in the same lineup, but I will consider both this week. Yeah, and speaking of both, I, I think I'm gonna pick one of those two guys in lineups. And throw Fryermuth in there, you know, without yeah. a stack, without Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the Kenny Pickett stacks are fine too, but I'm just saying, like, those are really cheap pieces that are really going to help your lineup out. And again, I think because Jalen Warren's more expensive, most people are just going to default to Najee because he got way more touches last week, and he just—I don't—I don't know that he ever looks better, but he certainly looked better in the box score. So, any super cheap options that you like? I mean, I mentioned Jeff Wilson. Uh, I, I don't know that I like anybody sort of sub 5K other than maybe Jeff Wilson yet. I, I thought about Antonio Gibson because of the game script. I think that's an interesting option, maybe in bigger fields 
Uh, any cheap options that you like, though? I think Jeff Wilson is the one that makes the yeah. most sense. So, um, again, check check ownership on the Dolphins running back situation and pay attention to the news on a chain. But I think Jeff Wilson is the one that makes the most sense for, for if you're paying way down. Yeah. And, and by the way, it's Tuesday. So we know that in the running back room and in the receiver room, we might have some options open up once we see some injury reports and things of that nature. So uh, Friday game by game preview, we'll obviously uh, go over all of the cheaper options that that just kind of appear uh, because of injuries. All right, we're going to go to wide receivers. But before we do that, one more message from our partners. So wide receivers, Nada is on it. He already has it up here. By the way, our DFS contest is live. The FFT DFS contest is live. And actually the link to it is in the chat. If you're watching live, you can click it right now. It's at the top of the chat. And it's obviously, if you're listening, it's going to be in the podcast description, always attached to the YouTube description as well. Um, good job you know, getting those filled. I put the second one out kind of late last week, and we nearly got it filled. Uh, we were, I think we were like 10 short. So good job, everybody, getting the Thanksgiving one filled and almost getting that uh, second one filled to Tyreek Hill at the top here. I mean, I, I don't know how you say no, even at 9,600. <laughs> I just don't, unless you just wanted to play the card of they're going to be up early. Tyreek is going to kind of get his, but they're really going to force feed Jalen Waddle. And it's going to be Jeff Wilson. I, I, I think if you, if that's your train of thought against a Washington team, that's probably not going to put up much of a fight on defense. I think that's okay. I think you can do that. Uh, but Tyreek Hill is obviously my favorite option here. I think when it comes to these high-priced options, I think my second favorite is Amon Ross St. Brown just because I think I'm going to want to get pieces of that game in spite of the matchup not looking great against New Orleans. I think it's better than that matchup indicates. A.J. Brown obviously in play. Keenan Allen is interesting to me. At 9000 it's a little too much. Mike Evans I played a lot of last week, and I really advocated for him as my contrarian play. On my cheat sheet, he was my contrarian play. And so I always like Mike Evans. We see Jalen Waddell at 7600 it's hard to say no to a lot of these guys. Let's just be honest. So if I, if I had to rank on this screen right now, we have basically 7,100 and above. If I had to rank them just, just really quickly, I would probably say Tyreek Hill, and this is according to price as well, not just projection. Tyreek Hill, Amon Ross St. Brown, and then I might go Tank Dell, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. I mean, I, I just love everybody, but that's how I would rank them. Can you give me maybe like a top three that you like on this board? Yeah, I will say just like quarterbacks, I do like the receivers in the Washington Miami game and the Philly San Francisco game the most. So um, I'd say my top three are probably price considered Tyreek Hill. I'll prioritize number one by far for all the reasons you said. And then I'll probably go Devontae Smith to play down a little in that game. And then I I do like Amon Ross St. Brown for volume. Um, So I'd say that that would be my top three. But I, I really, really, really like those the receivers from those four teams in those two games. Yeah. And I'll, I'll throw out that because there's so many good options up here, a guy like Brendan Ayuk probably mm-hmm. gets under own and we know he can explode. So I think in tournaments, especially in Brock Purdy stacks, I think Brendan Ayuk makes a lot of sense because again, there's so many options here that people are going to want. I just don't think we're going to see a lot of ownership collect on Brendan Ayuk at 7,200. Uh, Pittman always a good option too. listen Tennessee's defense is terrible uh, it's looking like Gardner Minshew is and by the way they're a decent run defense so it looks like Gardner Minshew is probably going to be throwing it I think Josh Downs a decent contrarian play but Pittman is the guy who gets all the targets there so as we scroll down here we see Nico Collins I don't really have a problem going back there not really interested in much else like as we see in this sort of 6k ish upper 6k range anything anybody you like here or should we just scroll down Meg? 
I agree with Nico Collins. And then I'll mention Debo Samuel. Obviously, he had a great game on Thanksgiving yeah. night um, against Philly. You do actually want to target their secondary. So I actually, mm-hmm. and we know Debo can be explosive in so many ways. So I would say Debo I'm very interested in, again, in a game that I'm looking to target. Absolutely. We can scroll down to like the 5K range before we get over to tight ends. I mean, in terms of lower priced options, I did mention Terry McLaurin at, at the front end of the show. I think you could play Terry McLaurin. I think you could play Curtis Samuel. You could take a shot at Jahan Dotson, although I'm not really a big fan of that. To me, in terms of getting uh, sort of ownership in that game, I think it would be Curtis Samuel and it would be Terry McLaurin. Those would be the ones I would be interested in. We see Terry McLaurin here, the more expensive of those two options at 5,500. Josh Downs, 5,100, I at least think is interesting. I mean, listen, you know, a, a Gardner Minshew stack with maybe a, even a Derrick Henry run back. You hope he collects a couple touchdowns like he did last week. I, I don't think that's a terrible sort of contrarian uh, play. Uh, you know, the the downs part would probably be the contrarian part. But again, there's so many other games that people are going to want to go to. I don't think Minshew stacks, even to Pittman, are going to be super popular. Let's scroll down a little bit more, see if we can find some value in that 4K range. Uh, there's Curtis Samuel at 4,100 <laughs> again. A very good option, a very good price. He's probably going to be really popular. I would highly recommend him in cash games as, as things stand right now. Any low-end options that you like, whether they're on this screen or not, that we haven't gone over? Well, I agree with you. I I think you could get at least one you, Washington run back for cheap, one of McLaurin, Dotson, or Samuel. So I totally agree with that. And then I'll also mention George Pickens, I believe, at 4,800. It mm-hmm. wasn't him who got there last week, but with a new, you know, coordinator change, maybe it's him who gets there this week. So I, I will consider George Pickens at 4,800. And the only other one I'll mention is Jamison Williams. He's been running more routes each week. And, you know, I think it could be a matter of time before we see, you know, maybe it's not several catches stacking up, but putting up some, some big plays and a touchdown. And he's the guy you want at, you know, sub 4,000 that looks like 3.6 K this week. Yeah, I like that. And keep an eye on, listen, we got guys like like Greg Dorch here. Um, I don't mind the, the Pickens play, by the way, because it does look like Deontay Johnson might be kind of in like somewhat of a doghouse, whether that matters <laughs> or not, we'll see. I um, mean, obviously, keep an eye on the Saints receivers. I mean, we're going to have to wait to hear the news there, but right. it looks like guys like A.T. Perry and Kirkwood and even Juwan Johnson at tight end probably going to get an enhanced role, and they're all going to be super, super cheap. So I think people will be taking shots in there. Obviously, Kamara, Taysom Hill, all those guys certainly in play as well. But they're going to have to move the ball with somebody. And some of those cheap options are definitely going to be involved. We will talk about more cheap receiver options certainly um, on Friday during our game-by-game preview. I stalled because I saw Robert Woods there, who I did play uh, last week as well. 3,900, uh, not, not the best matchup necessarily, but I don't mind him as a contrarian option outside of like Tank Dell and uh, Nico Collins. All right, and Uwe2K says, Dorch and Jameson Williams are looking good to me. Yeah, Dorch, I think we just mentioned both of those. Uh, and he says, because I'm rostering CMC and Kyron. Just be careful not to, to roster too many low-end receivers because that can sometimes get you in trouble. Uh, let's talk about tight end uh, real quick uh, because we do have to get out of here in just a few minutes. I'm just going to mention a few tight ends I like. You mentioned a few tight ends you like, and then we'll just see if we can get to our um, recapping our lineups. Listen, Kittle is obviously in play. I probably won't get there. Laporta definitely in play for me. Um, Taysom, I mentioned, I think McBride is still reasonably cheap and Fryermuth is probably, those are probably the tight ends I'm really interested in now. How about you? 
I agree with all those. I, I love Kittle and Laporta. Don't know how often, again, I'll be able to get up to him just because yeah. of, you know, price matters. Um, but I really like them a lot. Probably we talked about Friar Moose. Go back there. I think that makes a ton of sense. Logan Thompson, Jawan Johnson, like you said, like let's maybe pay down for the Saints guys that could get some volume in this situation if they're depleted. I like Jawan Johnson probably best. Oh, and I'll mention one other one. Gerald Everett, the Chargers weapons outside of Keenan Allen and Eckler look awful. So yeah. Everett was back, got in the end zone last week. Maybe they get him some more targets even. Uh, and I, I think Everett at that price makes a lot of sense. I love it. All right. Well, we have just enough time to get our lineups up there. So let's get um let's get Chase G 513's lineup up there if we can. Not a um, you know, the lineup we're gonna see from me, and we'll we'll do this in about 90 seconds. The lineup we're gonna see from me was also in our FFT DFS contest. Again, uh Chase finished first, I finished fifth, so I figured we'd put both of our lineups up here. Uh he played Gardner Minshew, and look what happened here. So Gardner Minshew doesn't have the fire emoji, but again, at 5100, this is kind of the Kenny Pickett argument. What does it allow you to do? It allows him to get superstar Kyron Williams, Derrick Henry. He fit in Gabe Davis, who wasn't super cheap at 5,300. Michael Pittman at 6,800. These are all fire emojis. It's 196.84 points. He also had Nico Collins, a nice contrarian pivot. Not super contrarian, but contrarian with respect to the Tank Dell ownership. Evan Ingram, Ramondre Stevenson was a nice play, and the Patriots defense, which was should have been more popular in our contest, frankly, um, but that was a good defense to pick. And then we'll look at my lineup, and we'll see something similar. We'll see some guys that are similar, but I went with C.J. Stroud. Like I said, I was going to on my cheat sheet. In this particular lineup, I had Tank Dell uh, with C.J. Stroud, Kyron Williams, who, again, we talked about it on the Friday show, really sneaky spot for him. Derrick Henry I loved. Dorch was price relief. This, this lineup, by the way, 183.36. And the other pieces of this lineup were Michael Pittman, Trey McBride, uh, Evan Ingram, and again, you see that Patriots defense there. So nothing crazy about this lineup. I had the right stack because of C.J. Stroud, but really it came down to Kyron Williams. Uh, ownership should have been probably even higher on him. In our contest, it was 18%, but I think overall it was generally lower. Um, we talked about him on the Friday show, so that's why the ownership probably trickled up a little bit, but thought that was a great play. Meg, are you excited about Week 13, and are you playing a lot of early slate, afternoon slate, and main slate? Where, where are you going to be focused with that? <laughs> Yeah, you see, you and I talk about the short slate all the time. Obviously, after watching a family member have a 70K massive yeah. day on early only. Yeah, I'm going even maybe extra in on early only, afternoon only. I'll still play the main slate, but yeah, play those short slate people. They're super fun. And that's how you should do it at home, people. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on Friday for our game-by-game -game preview. That'll be me and Mike McClure. Again, this is Fantasy Football Today DFS, and we'll see you on Friday.